How do you help a disabled person? Isn't it harder for him to make it in life? Isn't it cruel to talk to him about responsibility the way that you always seem to do? Well, those questions are good ones, I think. And there may be some disabled persons listening in today who are all ears to hear the answer to them. Also, there may be some of you who live with disabled persons or who minister to them in some way or other, or who counsel them, who are interested in hearing about what God says about disabilities. Let's begin by acknowledging, of course, their way is hard. Disability makes it harder in life, particularly if the disability is a highly visible one. Other people recognize that disability and they make allowances for the person which sometimes they ought not to make and that even makes it harder still. But of course, since it is harder, I want to make it clear that there's all the more reason to talk about responsibility. Because you see, there are all kinds of temptations that befall the disabled person that he has to very carefully avoid unless he uses his disability as a manipulative device or as a means, a stumbling block that becomes a means of temptation to sin against God. Here are some of the peculiar problems of the disabled person. There's the handicap itself which may limit and indeed in some way will limit his ability to function in society. But everybody has limitations too, let's not forget. Somebody has a limited IQ, another person has a limited ability, ability in sports. Everybody has limitations. The disabled person is lim limited in some way that is a bit extraordinary or unique and therefore calls attention to itself. But it's only extraordinary in what the limitation is, not in the fact of limitation. Everybody listening is limited in some way and the disabled person must recognize that fact. There's the possibility of resentment that may grow in his heart. There's always the temptation that since he is not like others, he doesn't have an arm to use, or one of his legs is off. He finds that he's unable to walk because of paralysis. It's very easy for him to focus upon that disability instead of focusing upon all of the abilities that he does have and all the abilities God has given to him that can enable him to do many wonderful and rich and exciting and, and rewarding things in this world for God and for others. Instead of that, the temptation is to focus upon what he doesn't have and thereby to become bitter and resentful. That bitterness and that resentment is not caused by the disability. It's caused by the way that he handles that disability sinfully, wrongly. Then, of course, there's always that possibility of becoming entirely self-centered, that kind of attitude that says, now look out for me, I have this disability. Look out for me. You've got to put me first in line. You've got to think of me all the time. And, of course, as he tells everybody else that in one way or another, he's telling himself, I've got to think about myself. There's always somebody who has a greater disability than you. There are people who need your care 
and who need your concern. And many of those who are not disabled in ways which are all that visible or all that unusual need your help in one way or another. Self-centeredness is sin, even for a disabled person. Then there's the possibility of self-pity, sitting around feeling sorry for yourself, getting depressed and worried and troubled, worrying about what might happen tomorrow, letting slide all of your responsibilities and not doing the things that God has required you to do, and everybody having to come in comfort and give you added attention. There's that temptation. That's sin, too. You dare not allow yourself the luxury of self-pity. This is something which no Christian has the right to do. And if you know Jesus Christ is your Savior, then you know that this is wrong. And finally, there's that possibility of using your disability to manipulate others to get your way and to get your will and to put them under certain kinds of pressure and to use that uh, arm that doesn't function as a lever to move people in ways that you'd like to move them. That's not right. That's not right. To appeal to your disability to get what you want is like a child and a childish way of moving in life. What does a disabled person really need? Here's what he needs. He needs to be challenged to live up to the full capacity that he does have, even if he is limited in some way. How many things he can do for Jesus Christ. Even if he's lying there on that bed of affliction, unable to move any muscle in the body, he can pray. He has time, the greatest commodity that God can give to anybody, the most valuable commodity of all. He has lots and lots and lots and lots of time, and that time can be used profitably for Jesus Christ instead of just frittered away watching the boob tube hours on end. He can emphasize and excel in the gifts that are apparent. Liabilities, you see, can actually become the very factor that leads to discipline and that leads to focusing upon certain abilities that one does have so that he can become very capable in many areas of life. Indeed, he can turn those liabilities into assets The diabetic, for example, finds often that this is a blessing in disguise, that his whole life becomes disciplined for the first time when he realizes that he has diabetes or somebody who has heart disease, realizes that he has to begin to schedule and regulate and care for his body. So he lives a happier and healthier and longer and, and more productive life than ever before. How did Paul handle a disability? How did he handle that thorn in the flesh, that messenger of Satan sent to buffet him, to keep him from exalting himself? Here is what he says in first in 2 Corinthians 12, 9. He says, I remember what the Lord told me in those times. My grace is sufficient for you. My power is perfected in weakness. That's how Paul handled his disability by the grace of God. And that's how you can handle yours. You can demonstrate and exhibit most powerfully, more so than those who don't have disabilities, the power and the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ. His strength, his power, his ability can be made perfect, manifestly so, through your own weakness. That's your call. That's your challenge from the Word of God. And may God bless that challenge to you.
Now, I don't know whether you've been caught in fear or worry or anger or depression, but we've developed some pamphlets on each one of those subjects. And if any one of those four might be a problem to you, then you can write for a free copy of that one, the one on fear, the one on anger, the one on worry, or the one on depression. Lord, now help us to find answers to disabilities through your strength. We pray for Christ's sake. Amen.